You are tuned in to She Means Business. Hey ladies, it's Martina and welcome to another episode on She Means Business. I am so excited for today's episode um, because the Holy Spirit gave it to me. The topic that we are going to be talking about tonight, the Holy Spirit gave it to me. Um, It's Sunday night. And we were driving back from my in-laws house. My husband was driving. I was just sitting in the passenger seat and we were going home and my mind was just like, okay, when we get home, put the kids to bed, I'm going to watch my show and good night. We're going to call it a night. Um, But I thank God so much for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to bring things to remembrance. And to be completely honest, I forgot about this podcast and that I needed to record another episode. So as I was driving home, or my husband, as we were driving home, the Holy Spirit had just reminded me of this podcast and that I need to record another episode. And it also gave me the topic that we are going to be talking about today. So thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for just, you know, bringing that back to remembrance and even giving me the topic for today's episode. But before we get into today's topic, I want to go over an announcement. And I have just one. This Wednesday, ladies, I will be doing my business and Bible study live. And when I say live, on Facebook and Instagram. So grab your Bibles, your pen, your pencil, your highlighters, your notebooks. Get comfortable. Wear your PJs if you want to. Grab something to drink, a bottle of water, some juice, a smoothie, anything non-alcoholic, okay? (laughs) Get comfortable, get your drinks, get everything that you need, and we are going to get into the Word of God. And the topic we're going to be studying is wisdom. And I've actually called this business and Bible study, I've titled it, She Wisdom. She builds her business on wisdom. So for all my ladies who are in the business startup phase or who are just thinking about it, this is going to be a really, 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 really great study for you. And even for my ladies who are already in business, this is going to be a really, 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 really great topic for you because you can never have enough wisdom. The word of God talks about it is better to get wisdom than silver and gold. It is better to have wisdom than rubies. And rubies are a precious, rare stone. And if the word of God says, hey, wisdom is better than riches, then you want to come learn about this. You really do. (laughs) So yes, it's going to be on Wednesday, um, September 18th at 8 p.m., live on my Facebook, which is Martina Davis, and on my Instagram for She Means Business. And it is she underscore means underscore business underscore. So yes, ladies, if you haven't already, mark your calendars, put it in your phone, save the date and time. It's Wednesday, September 18th at 8 p.m. We are going to dig into the word of God. And let me tell you something. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy studying the word of God and applying his word to your personal life and to your business. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. And I've titled this episode, Mental Illness. You ready? Let's talk about it. So, (sighs) mental illness. I am so grateful and thankful that there is such a huge, huge awareness of mental illness now. You know what I mean? Um, there's such a focus on it and I, and that is such a good thing. It just really is. And why am I talking about this today? And why am I talking about it on this podcast? Right? Cause she means business. The focus is for women who love God and who are all about their business. You know, that's our, those, that's our slogan. And a couple months ago, God really just revealed to me that she means business, that there's a business side and there's a ministry side. And tonight, well, today or whenever you're listening to this, I, I'm really just focusing on the ministry side of she means business on this episode. And 
you know, if you're on social media, which most of us are, um, you know, it's kind of sad to admit this, but a lot of the news I learned from is on social media. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. And so I've learned, um, and I won't say names, but I've learned that yet another pastor has committed suicide. And this was a pastor. And, you know, this was a man of God. He was a husband. He had a family. And this wasn't the first pastor that I've heard who've committed suicide. And you're thinking, wow, you you preach and teach the word of God. What happened? What happened? And so today's episode is not to judge anyone, but to really understand it, to really understand what is a mental illness if you if you have it and how to deal with it. And I even want to share my own journey, my own experiences with mental illness. All right. So a mental illness um, is also known as a mental disorder. And how would you define a mental illness or a disorder? Um, What it is, is how it is. It is how a person behaves, how they feel, how they perceive things or situations or how they think. All right. What causes, well, before we get to what causes, what is a mental illness? What is considered um, a mental disorder, you know? Um, And I I really wanted to understand that because if I be honest, you know, the topic of mental illness um, is coming up. It's, It's everywhere, you know what I mean? And it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But I've noticed that a lot of people are coming out or coming forward or posting about it. Like, Hey, I suffer from this. I deal with this. I, I have suicidal thoughts. And what's crazy is it's just everyday people. I'm not even talking about famous people, just every everyday people, my peers, people that I went to high school with people that, you know, go to my church, people that I do life with are having these thoughts and are posting about it. And I just couldn't help but think like, God, what is going on? Your people are committing suicide. People who serve you, um, people who believe in you have suicidal thoughts. God, what is going on? Why is this on a, what seems to be at an all-time high? When reality, maybe it's not. It's just the exposure of it now. It's just the awareness because of social media. So this, this actually has been going on for a while. And many people have suffered from it. So what is a mental illness? What is a mental disorder? Um, And here are just a few. Depression, anxiety, mood disorders, eating disorders, trauma-related disorders, and substance abuse. Those are just some. There are many, many types of mental illnesses um, or disorders and there's different levels to them as well you know what I mean so I can tell you I'm depressed or someone can say hey I'm depressed but there's different levels of depression and the same thing with anxiety and so on and so forth so here you have tons of different um, mental disorders but then there's also different levels to it Now, what are some symptoms? Because number one is you want to be aware. Okay, you want to be aware. Okay, do I have a mental disorder? Okay, if I do, okay, what is it? Okay, or what are my symptoms? Because awareness is step number one. So here are some symptoms um, that you can have a mental disorder. Um, Excessive worrying or fear sadness, feeling low. Um, And those are some of the symptoms and the causes, um, trauma that you suffered as a child. And that trauma could be could have been emotionally, physically, or even sexual abuse, just to name a few. Um, Some other traumas that can cause these symptoms that cause these mental disorders, um, a loss or death of someone important in your life. So like, you know, especially if you're young 
or any age, really. I'm not even going to say that. But if, if, if there was a death of someone important in your life, um, neglect can can be a cause and the poor ability to relate to others can be a cause or symptom for a mental disorder. So step one is to just really understand what it is. And if you, ha- if you have it or suffer from it, to just be aware, to just be aware and just to know that these are not normal thoughts that you want to continue to think. You don't want to continue to have these patterns of, the, of thinking, okay? So that's step one. Um, so before I go t- more into it, I, I want to share just a little bit about my personal experience with mental disorder, um, especially with depression. Um, so as a child, my biological father was not in my life. Like he just wasn't. He, I don't want to say he was a bad guy, but he was the guy that made broken promises, did not keep his word whatsoever. Um, and just was not around like whatsoever. And because of that, I've dealt with rejection issues at a very early age. I dealt with self-esteem issues at a very early age because early in life, because of the lack of my father's presence and knowing who he was and him knowing me and him not being there caused that. And so growing up, I dealt with depression within my family. So I have a stepfather, but I don't really consider him to be a stepfather because he's been in my life since I was two months. But I also have a brother and a sister. So, and my mother. So we're a family of five. But within that family, I always felt separated because I knew I had a different father. Um, I had a different last name. I looked different. You know what I mean? I did not have the same father as my brother and sister. And I always knew that. And the sad thing is a lot of people brought awareness to that as if I didn't know already um grown-ups would say and I remember it's crazy um as a young child never forget it was one of my dad's friends um or maybe I don't even know she was a friend but she was just at a work event or whatever where all the family stuff is and she said wow she must be the adopted one and she was pointing to me And I was like, how hurtful can that be (laughs) as a young child hearing that? Like, oh, she must be the adopted one. Um, And I've had other adults who, because my skin is darker. And so people would make comments like, oh, she's darker. Who's her dad? You know, they they would really say stuff like that. And then my peers, too, will always say, oh, you're darker than your brother and sister. So there was always constant reminders and negative seeds that were being planted in my mind by what people were saying. And that caused depression. And that made me hate myself. It made me hate myself. It made me at times hate my siblings because it's like, well, it's not fair. You guys are accepted and I'm not. And I didn't do anything for all this to come my way. So even as a young girl, I dealt with depression and just rejection and just the way... It's almost the way I grew up. It was how my mind was trained to think because of these things that happened in my life, because of these words that were spoken, because of the lack of a parent or just these different things that happened in my childhood. So as I grew up, my my way of thinking, it grew as I grew up and it grew more and more negative. And so how I would look at situations or perceive or think towards something tend to be negative because how my mind was trained since I was young. So growing up, even in high school, I became very sensitive to what people said. And so sometimes even if people said something and they didn't mean no harm, I took it as harm. And then I took those words and then I thought about it and I reflected on it and it just became negative, 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 negative. And then here I was depressed again. You know, whether someone says something to me where they met harm or not, you know what I mean? And so I was constantly 
and depression. I constantly had self-esteem issues. I constantly felt like I'm not really important. You know what I mean? And it wasn't until high school and it wasn't until I really gave my life to God that God began to help me with my process of thinking. Okay? And it wasn't fixed at once. It, it was a process. It, it was a process. Um, and what I learned in my high school years, especially around the 11th grade, because um, I, I experienced a lot of freedom during that year, what I learned what, was I had a lot of strongholds. I had a lot of strongholds in my mind. And strongholds and, um, are basically thoughts, ideas, uh, what you can imagine, and even demonic attacks. Now, I'm going to pause for a second because with the awareness of mental illness, it has brought people, you know, everybody seeking to speak to a psychiatrist or a counselor or someone for professional help. And I think that is important. I have done those things. I have sought professional help. And I think that's necessary, necessarily to do, necessarily, necessary to do. But one thing I've noticed is a lot of people have been really coming at the church in a, in a negative way when it comes to mental awareness. And I honestly, I think they're just mad at the church because there was a generation that just, they just didn't handle things right. And it wasn't necessarily their fault. They were just doing what they were taught. Um, but a lot of people are mad at the church, especially the church they grew up in. I'll say that because they're like, and can nobody pray this off of me? Uh, you know, I need, you know, people are, are more willing to go speak to a counselor or a psychiatrist than to even think to speak to someone at church. Um, not with everyone, but that's kind of a vibe that I'm starting to pick up where people's like, you can't pray this off of me. This ain't just a spirit. <laughs> and it's kind of like an attitude behind it. And what, what that attitude really is, is just it's hurt because people in church. Not everyone, but members of the church who are in a position to help someone didn't help someone because they just focused on the spiritual side of it and was just like, okay, we're going to pray this out in the name of Jesus. We're going to rebuke that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think they just mess. They just misled people and they didn't really take the time to help them after that prayer. And because there was no help after that prayer, you have people now who are like, nah, I'm good. I don't, I don't need the church. I don't need the word of God. I'm going to just go speak to a professional. And I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. God has, he, I'm going to say God has ordained, but he is. There are people that God have ordained in their position in a professional realm as a psychiatrist, a counselor, you know, whatever. There's different levels to it. I don't have, I don't know all the names, but God has even ordained people in that office, in that profession to do what they do and to help with the process of healing. And I know that to be true because God gifts, gifts us in different areas. Um, but I do, I do want to bring it back and put the word on it. Because let me tell you something about the word of God. It is powerful and it's true. And what people are dealing with, what I've dealt with, what, what others are dealing with, with mental illness and disorders, it's not new. And the word of God is going to help you through it. And I kind of just, I want to talk about that. I want to share my own experiences. I want to share how the word of God has helped me. And I want to share, you know, with you a resource that has really helped me. All right. So again, we went over what a mental disorder was. Okay. It's, it's um, how a person believes, feels, or perceives, or think. Okay. We learned what different types of mental disorders are. We learn about the symptoms and what causes it, okay? And I've shared with you how I've dealt with depression on different levels all throughout my life. But what has really helped me to free me and help to really heal me in my mind, I want to share with you, 
I want to share that with you. But one thing I had to understand was I had a negative way of thinking since childhood because of a because of trauma or things that happened in my life as a child. It caused me to think in an unhealthy way. And as I grew up, that unhealthy way of thinking just continued to grow with me. So now as an adult, I'm suffering because now these thoughts are overtaking me. They're overtaking my life. At one point, it was just like, okay, I felt like this for a while. Then I got over it. But now what's happening is in our adulthood, these thoughts, this way of thinking is overtaking us. And so now we're dealing with anxiety and fear to the point where sometimes we can't focus where we don't want to step out the house, where we just want to lay down in bed and sleep all day. Because this way of thinking has been with us for some time. And now it's it's almost like it's consuming and taking over us. It's what's happening. So again, I just want to talk about what is a stronghold because what the Bible calls strongholds is the same thing as a mental um, illness. It's the same thing, this, the symptoms and the causes of it is all the same things and it's all related to your mind and it's different thoughts it's ideas what you can imagine and even demonic attacks and I'll talk a little bit about the demonic attacks too but just it's just important to understand um what a stronghold is and when I say so now if I say stronghold I'm talking about the mind and I'm talking about um, the symptoms or the causes of your mental illness, of a mental illness, because we're not going to claim that no more in the name of Jesus. We're going to we're going to talk about that, too, because sometimes we just we're just claiming it. And I'm not trying to be that person because you got to confess. You got to let it be known. Hey, this is what I suffer from. It's, it's one thing to talk about it and to put it out there and to like, hey, this is real life, what I'm dealing with. But I don't want you to claim it. I don't want you to claim it. And let me just write this down because I'm, I'm going to talk about that a little later. So I'm literally writing it down in my notebook as I'm talking, but we're going to talk about that. So. Um, so yeah, so moving on, I, I, I'm going to put the word on it. I'm going to put the word on it because let me tell you something again, the word of God is powerful and it is true. And the thing about your mind is right. Cause this is where all these thoughts are happening. This is where the mental illness takes place. It's in your mind. And the thing about the mind is the mind is powerful and very complex y'all. It's powerful. And just like we say, you know how the saying goes, um, not the saying, the word of God um, says there's um, life or death in your tongue, meaning your words hold power. And just like the word of God, like when God spoke, there there it was nothing, something came, came out of nothing. So words are powerful. And so so is your mind because what is your mind your mind is unspoken words so your mind is very powerful you know I'm not a doctor I I don't do all this study on the body but I know the mind plays a huge role in how your body functions when you think this is what your what your body does your your brain operates your body (laughs) It really does. And I just take the time to study it. Just exactly the job of a brain. You know, that ain't that ain't my field. And I'm not even going to pretend like it is. But do the study on the brain and understand the job of the brain and everything that it does. And you'll understand how powerful your brain is. And when you understand that, how powerful your brain is and that in your brain and your mind are a bunch of unspoken words. So hello, if the words are powerful, so is your mind. Cause these are just, your mind is just thinking these things. It ain't speaking it, it's thinking it. So that's, that's a lot of power right there. All right. So, um, so when I was a teenager, I got to this point, I was super depressed and I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm a teenager. I'm young. I should be out enjoying life. Like I'm not beat. Like I, I just got, 
I just got real bold. And I was like, nah, I'm not beat for this no more. I, I'm tired of living like this, being depressed and isolating myself. I, w- I just remember being really sick of it. And I needed to do something about it. And so I've always been a person to research and to just really want to do something about it. And this book that I'm going to recommend is called it's called The Battlefield of the Mind. And it's by Joyce Myers. And she originally wrote this book in 1995. And it's it's still around. And let me tell you something. If you are battling in your mind, if, if you say, hey, you know what? I have a mental disorder. I want you to get this book. I want you to get this book. There's a book. There's a workbook. Um, and there's like a, a morning devotional book. I, I want you to get those things because this has helped me understand my mind, my way of thinking. And I've bought I've bought this book probably three times because I've lost it or destroyed it. And this is one of those books that I'll just always have. And whenever I'm going through a moment where I'm tripping again, I go back to this book. So um I will be sharing some stuff out of this book, but I want you to, I'm going to read from second Corinthians and I'm going to read, I'm going to read three to five. So it's second Corinthians chapter 10 verses three to five. And it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So there goes that stronghold word again. And that stronghold is different. Your different thoughts, these ideas, what are you thinking in your head? And it's the, it's the negative ones is the no good thoughts, the thoughts that don't come from God. Cause God, well, I'm not, <laughs> if I keep going deep into everything I say, I'll never be done this show. But when I say stronghold, I'm referring to a mental illness. I'm referring to negative ways of thinking negative thoughts or imagining or what ifs or fear or trauma those things I'm talking about when we say stronghold and then in verse five it says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ so again, write this down or come back. If you're driving or something, just come back to it. But 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. And it mentions in verse 4, um, For our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds. And these strongholds are talking about those battles in your mind. And then in verse five, it tells us how to do it. It says to cast down these thoughts of imagination and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bring into a cap- in captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So what it's saying is all those negative ways of thinking, those negative patterns, um, yeah, the negative ways you think we're going to cast these these thoughts down in the name of Jesus. Because through God, through his power, we're going to be able to overcome our very own thought. And it says everything that exalted, exalted itself against God. Anything that comes against God's word. God's word says to think on things that are pure, that are on a good report, that bring joy. So when we're not thinking in that way, and we're thinking negative, and there's fear and it produces anxiety and depression. Those things are not from God. The word of God says, um, it's second. Oh, I'm at to come back to that. The word is second Timothy. I believe it's second Timothy two 17. I'm a, I'm let me hold on. Let me do this right. Let me be decent, do things decently in order. And let me look up this scripture. So I don't mess y'all up where it talks about that God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. And I just want to make sure I quote the right scripture. It's 2 Timothy 1.7. And it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So God didn't give us fear. So whenever you're thinking thoughts that produces fear or an anxiety, depression, or anything negative or unhealthy, that's not of God. 
So that's something that's exalting itself against God. And the word of God says, no, you got to cast down those thoughts of imagination and bring them into captivity. And you give them to God. Through God is how you're going to do that. And so what I used to do and what I still do now, I remember because I'm at the point now where if my mind, if I start thinking a certain way, I'm like, okay, am I either going to accept these thoughts and, you know, have a session of self-pity or am I going to cast down these imagine these thoughts and cast them down? So I literally, I would take my hands to my head. It's like on the side of my forehead, y'all. And I got my hands and it's like, I'm almost pulling, you know, I'm just doing this uh, physically, uh, but it represents spiritually. And I just literally pull those thoughts out of my head and I cast them down to the ground. Sometimes I put a little stomp on it and I'm like, I cast you down in the name of Jesus. Those thoughts are not from my God. Those thoughts don't come from my God. That is not what he wants me to think in the name of Jesus. You know, sometimes you can be bold with it and sometimes you can be calm with it. But when I'm mad, when I'm mad at the enemy, like, nah, how dare you try to use my own thoughts to come against me? Nah, I ain't beat. I cast those thoughts down in the name of Jesus and I stump on it. And I've done, I've done that since I was a teenager. And, you know, I go through seasons where I get weak and I forget to do that. And I just allow those negative thoughts to have its way over my life. And then I'm, I'm then I'm sad. I'm depressed or self-pity. But when I remember that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, when when the Holy Spirit comes back and like, well, it don't come back, but it just it like pops up. Right. And says, yo, do you remember who's in you? Do you remember your word? What what does your word tell you to do with these thoughts? See, sometimes, and again, I want to be sensitive to everyone's situation. Because like I said, there's different levels to it. But sometimes we are allowing our thoughts to put us in self-pity and, and we just we just stay there. We just stay in that depression. And the word of God says there's a time and season for everything. You know, if you're dealing with death, you're dealing with trauma, just whatever it is that you're dealing with it. There is a time and season for you to deal with that. There is a time to mourn. There is a time to be sad. There is a time to fall back and just kind of be quiet and rest in God. There is a time for that. But that time is not forever. That time has an expiration date. You are not supposed to stay in self-pity. You are not supposed to stay in, de- stay in depression in the name of Jesus. There's a time. And I, and I could just, I, I could, it's like I see it spiritually like alarm clock. like Or like, you know, if you're cooking in the oven or the microwave and you hear that ding. Okay, ding for you. Some of you, that ding has went off, but you are still in depression. You are still allowing what you went through to keep you bound. And again, I'm not being insensitive, but I'm just letting you know, you are allowing your thoughts to control your life. You are allowing that situation to keep you bound. And God has freed you. God has freed you. And, and, and let me put the word to, to what I'm saying. In Proverbs 23, 7, it says, As he, a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In other words, as a man thinks in his heart, so does he become. So after a while, after a while, these thoughts are going to become, become, you're going to become your thoughts. So if your thoughts are negative, depressed and you're just always focused on that hurt that pain and that that hard season of your life if your mind is constantly thinking on that that's going to produce your lifestyle and your the way you live and how you perceive things are going to be the same way you think so as a man thinketh, so is he so now these thoughts that used to just be in your mind are now like they're consuming you in our, your everyday life. So how you see things, how you think, how you interact with people, how you don't interact with people is, is now beginning to change different things in your life, all based off your thoughts, all based off your thoughts. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world.
I just, I just, I, I, I'm pausing just so you can reflect. Mental disorders are real. Some of you guys are being medicated for it. Hmm. Some of you guys are not, and you're just stuck in it. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying it's real. The pain is real. What happened to you is real, and it's not fair, and it should have never been done. It should have never been done. It should have never happened. And God is going to give you and allow you time to heal from that, to overcome that. But if you allow your mind to run rampant, it will. And it will take over your life. Just like everything I've been talking about this whole time thus far. I want you to remember that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. God is greater than your mind, but you have to give your mind over to God. I think a lot of this mental disorder is connected to spiritual warfare, or as I said the word earlier, um, demonic strongholds. And this is why I say this, um, because they are, number one. Number two, it's important. We're in battle, right? You ever heard in spiritual warfare? I want you to read Ephesians chapter six. Um, see, this is why the word of God says, stay to show yourself approval. Because if I knew exactly what the verses was, I wouldn't have to be searching them right now. But Ephesians chapter six. It's like the second half of that. It talks about putting on your full armor. Okay, I'm almost there. It's Ephesians 6, um, verses 10 10 to 24. Um, Just read that. Well, really, Ephesians um, 10 to 19. But Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 19, but you can just read to 24. But it really talks about spiritual warfare. And at the end of the day, God is really fighting our battles. But we still need to do the things that the word of God told us to do so we can be prepared. Okay? So whenever you're in a battle, whenever you're in warfare, right? Or even if you're just talking about sports. Okay, I'm not a sports person, but basketball, football, whatever it is. One thing you need to do, or even if you're just in a a competition, it's important to know, even in business, right? It's important to know who your competitors are, right? And what, what it is that they're doing and how they're doing it. It's the same thing with warfare. You need to know who is your enemy, who is on your opposing side, right? You need to know a little bit about them, something about them. Okay. And so let me tell you something about the enemy, the Satan, as one of the shows called it that my children watch. Uh, it's called the Superbook, by the way. So he is very strategic. And we give him too much credit because he puts forth effort. Don't get me wrong. He puts forth effort. But a little. He plants a little seed here and a little there. And to be honest, after he does that, we almost allow the rest to happen. And what I say by planting seeds is he's strategic. So the enemy knows how powerful our mind is. So a lot of times that's where he goes to attack. Because remember, your mind is unspoken words. And if you know your words carry weight, there's power in your tongue. And if we're like our Heavenly Father, there's power in his words, right? So there's power in our mind. So he goes for your mind, okay? And what he does is he'll bring up suggestions. He'll bring something back to your memory, especially when you're already down and out. And then you're like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm already down now. And then you think about that. Oh, you really messed up. Oh, you really dealing with a mental disorder. This is what you got to know about your opponent, the enemy. 
he thinks he's slick with it. And sometimes he really is, and we allow him to be. But on this day, I need you to get bold with this, sis, and say, nah, not today in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. I know from a little girl, I am so, I'm like really self-aware of certain things about me in my life. And I know that I've battled in my mind since I was a little girl. And there's times where I still battle. But this time when I go into battle, I do things a little different because I'm just aware now. You know what I mean? I've been in this battle for a good minute and I'm just aware of his tactics. Okay. So I know when life gets hard, he's going to try to come from my mind because then I fall into that same pattern. Then there's self-pity. Then I'm down. And it's like I become powerless. I don't go to God's word. I go to, I stay on these negative thoughts and ways of thinking. So one day I was in prayer. You know, I, I was going through another season where I just felt like my mind was getting the best of me. And sometimes we just lazy. I'm going to tell you, in this season, I was lazy. I didn't even want to go to the word of God because I said, you know what, God, I'm over it. Because here I am serving you and you allowing these attacks to come my way. I don't feel like fighting no more. I'm over it. And so I was in one of those moods and seasons. And my mom came and prayed for me. And she said, Tina, she said she she see the enemy just poking at my mind, just like poking. Like you ever see when someone just poke at you? It's just it nags you. It's irritating. Right. It's oh, it's just like stop poking at me. A lot of you who are dealing with these mental illnesses, the enemy is just poking at your mind with suggestions with thoughts of imagination just keep bringing up those bad incidents those sad times those rough times even if you already had the victory and overcame them right you he's still poking them and throwing them your way the word of god says fiery darts he's just coming at your way with them he's just poking at your mind like uh poke there poke there uh, just just keep messing with you with these thoughts Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I want you to remember who has the authority, who has the final say, and who has the power. And that's God, and that's you. I ain't saying this ain't real. The battle is so real. But when these, when these moments happen, when the enemy just poking at your mind, are you going to accept those thoughts? Or are you going to stand up and be bold with it? And say, nah, I'm not beat. Just like when you're driving, someone cut you off. Nah, I'm not beat. Shoop, shoop. Gonna cut you right back off. When someone come at you wrong, nah, I'm not beat. Nah, you're gonna hear what I'm thinking. That's how you need to be with the enemy. That's how you need to be with your thoughts. Cast down those thoughts of imagination in the name of Jesus. Hmm. Sometimes what we're going through and battling in our mind is caused by our own actions. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, sis, some things that we are battling in our mind, you know, because we, we are so quick to, quick to claim it. And I'm trying to be very sensitive when I'm when I'm talking about this subject, but we are so quick to say. I got a mental disorder. I, I'm dealing with stress. I'm depressed. I'm, uh, you know, we're so quick to accept self-pity. But some things or some reasons why you're dealing with this quote-unquote mental disorder is because of your decisions. It's because of the things that you are doing. It's the people you're messing with. The things that you are allowing into your space. You ever... You ever, someone ever come around you and you could just feel the negative vibe? Like they don't got to say nothing. You just feel it. Like you ever, that ever happened to you? Like, ooh, let me, let me get away from them. Or someone could be in a bad mood and you could feel, they didn't even tell you what happened or if there even is a problem, let alone what the problem was. But you could feel it. You could sense it like, nah, I'm good. Like I, I don't keep that energy over there, right? It's the same thing. Some of you are, are are basically opening the door to that negativity. You're opening that door to a negative way of thinking. You're opening the door 
to mental illness. Be wise with your choices. Be wise with the people you're hanging with. And that, it doesn't, and that doesn't mean you don't show love and just be like, cut everybody off. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying stop sinning. That's one thing. <laughs> um, because, and I, and, I, and I don't say that lightly, but some of the choices that we're making, and we're, we're really aware that we're choosing sin at this moment. But some of those choices are causing your hardship. They're causing your mental disorder. Romans 8.5, you know, it says, For those who are according to the flesh are controlled by its unholy desires. Set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit are controlled by the, the are controlled by the desi- desires of the spirit. They set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. You know, God gives us a choice every day. Every day you're making choices every day. But I want you to take a moment to just think on some of those choices. Cuz some of those choices, if you're saying yes to sin, Some of those choices are opening the doors to that mental disorder. Some of of the choices, we, we are just allowing anxiety and depression and fear right on in. When you say yes to sin, you just letting those things right on in. And you know, each is is each of it is kind of connected to a different a different source, you know, each situation, there's certain situations that are connected to fear. There are certain situations that are connected to depression or an anxiety, you know, comparison is a huge one. Comparison is linked to anxiety. And we just got to cast those things down in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to bring this episode, um, to an end. Um, I am going to bring it to an end, but I, I wanted to talk about mental illnesses. You know, it's important to be aware. It's important. It's important to seek help, but I want you to seek God first or seek both at the same time. And, and I just want you to understand that the word of God will help you. I want to I want you to understand your own mind and how much weight your brain holds, how powerful it is. It's not easy to control your thoughts. But it's real easy to allow your thoughts to control you. So I just challenge you, you know, when you when you are thinking negative and stuff like that, you know, ask yourself do do I want to just continue to think this way? Because some of us are making a choice to think that way. Some of us. And again, I'm not being insensitive because there are some situations that you that you guys are dealing with that are on another level. But let me tell you, regardless of what level you're dealing with it, God is above it. God is above it. So get, get professional help, but seek God, seek his word, read Ephesians six, uh, verses 10 to 19, uh, second Corinthians chapter, chapter 10 verses three to five, second Timothy one, seven. I didn't even read this one, but Isaiah 43, one, those are just a couple scriptures and when I go through, because now I've learned that sometimes my thoughts, negative thinking, are there's triggers. There's things that trigger, there's situations, sometimes even people, that's going to trigger a negative pattern for me in my thought process. So learn what those triggers are. Write them down. You know, and this is the part where you can seek professional help because then they'll, they'll teach you how to deal with those triggers because triggers are always going to be there. That's why we have a memory. We don't really forget. Your memory is always going to be there. So, so the goal is to learn is how to deal 
with your memory, how to deal with your own mind, how to deal with when you do got victory and when you are at peace. But a couple years from now, someone says something or you see a certain person and now it triggers that memory. And what do you do? Do you go back? Do you go all the way back when you've come this far? So it is important to learn how to handle triggers. And for me, one of the things I do is I I, I come back to reality. Hold up. Like, okay, hold up. Okay. And depending on the situation, it's like I do self-check. Okay. Is this true? Is this true? Okay. Is that true? Is that false? You know, is it true or false? You know, I do a self-check and just, it's almost like a little mental checklist. Okay. The way I'm thinking, what is this producing out of my life? Okay. Do I need to really, is this a season God is just calling me to be isolated into myself? Is that what God really wants? You know, I just start checking my actions and just self-checking like, okay, is this how I really should be acting in this situation? Then I put the word of God on it. I put the word of God on it. And when they're, when they're really overwhelming, I get someone to come and pray for me. And for me, that one person is always my mom or my husband. You know, because some you need someone who is, uh, like, spiritually stronger than you, if, if, I, if that's correct to even say. But, you know, um, or someone who's just, because we're all in different seasons. So there are seasons where I'm like, I'm feeling super mighty. And then there's seasons where I'm like, whoa, I need the congregation to pray for me. So seek someone who's going through those mighty seasons and t- so they can pray with you and on your behalf. You know, because I've been there. I Let me tell you, listen, I've had panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and them things feel like heart. I never had a heart attack, but I thought I was. And it comes to find out it was a panic attack. And when it's when your thoughts start messing with your body like that, that's taking over. It's taking over. And so for me, I was just like, no, God, I'm not beat. I'm not, I'm not having no panic attack. I'm, I'm not. It's, it's not fun. It's scary. It's, it's scary because you don't, it's no control over your own body. I'm going to always tell you to seek God. I am. I really am because that's what I do. And I've, I've gotten professional help. And for me, for me, we're all, like I said, we're all on different levels. One or two sessions help me. And then I go back to the word of God and I put it into practice. And when these triggers happen, I put the word of God on it again. And I pray and I pray. Seek God, get in his word. I, I gave you a few scriptures. Um, this book. Battlefield of the Mind, Winning the Battle in Your Mind. And it's by Joyce Myers. It is a really good book and the amount of scripture it has. And she'll tell you her story. It all started from a childhood trauma. It started from a childhood trauma. And then she began to think a certain way and in a negative way. And as she grew, as she became an adult, grown woman, because of what she dealt with as a child and what it produced in her mind, it just grew. That negative way of thinking just grew with her. So, yes, that I gave you scriptures. Get the battlefield of the mind. Um, Send me a message because, you know, we're sisters in Christ. We're sister and brothers in Christ. And if you're a dude, I will send you my husband's way or my pastor's way. But if you are a female, um, you know, I, I want to pray with you. I want to believe with you. And you know what I mean? Because God got us. Somehow and sometimes we forget that God really do got us. And we just got to let go and let him be God and just read on that word and his word of God even says some things come by prayer and praying and fasting. We don't we don't do these things no more. We don't do these things. We don't want to take the time to do these things. We don't want to take the time to step out of situations that might be causing these suicidal thoughts or these these mental disorders. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word because it's true, because it's powerful, because it's real. Father God, I thank you for this awareness. And God, now I thank you that now that we are aware, you will give us the tools, the resources, the process to overcome it, to be victors in the name of Jesus. God, I just pray that you would just take us out of these dark, out of this darkness. God, just remove the darkness out of our minds, oh God. Yo, God is trying to break some barriers. I literally see, I literally see, I see like barriers, right? It's like a, it's like this rock, like really dark charcoal rock. And then I see like lines kind of like, like cracking through, through this dark foundation. And then I see like a little bit of light. And I just feel like this episode, you listen to that, it's like a seed being planted. And it's, it's like that seed represents this little bit of light that's, that's creeping through this, this dark barrier that's trying to keep you bound. And if you would just seek God, if you would give your life to God, if you would get in his word and really say, Lord God, I put my trust in you. Lord God, I give you my mind. Lord God, I give you these thoughts. I don't know how to deal with it. I do not know how to handle it, but I know you. I know that you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I know that you are the creator. I know that there's all power in your hand. And God, if you could just touch my mind, God is about to release and no, not releasing the word breakthrough. It's some breakthrough. He's about to remove these barriers in the name of Jesus. But we still got to do what his word says. We still got to be obedient. We want the, 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 the deliverance without doing anything, without being obedient or faithful. Like when does that ever work? When has that ever, ever worked? When? God loves you. There's so much breakthrough. We got to be obedient. We got to step away from things that are ungodly. We have to step away from things that are, that are unholy. Like you think you're not going to have no more fun in life if you step away from that. We got to step away from that. We are causing our own mental disorders in some cases. God, I pray over generational curses in the name of Jesus. God, set your people free in the name of Jesus. He desires to. He desires to. God is going to come through, but you have got to allow him We have got to allow him. Father God, I just pray for this generation. Help us, Lord. Help us to cry out for you. To remember who our Redeemer is. His word said that he has come that we might have life and have life more abundantly. His word says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. The enemy is coming for your joy. He's coming for your strength. He's coming for your power. Your mind. Don't let him no more. Don't let him no more. And it's a process. I'm not saying you're just going to hear this and boom, it's all fixed. Be obedient. Read his word, pray, take yourself out of some situations. I know you're attached to it. I know you want it. You want to do this. You don't want to stop that. But do you value your freedom? Do you value your peace? Some of you can't even value it because you've never experienced it. 
God wants to show you. His word says his peace that surpasses all understanding, meaning you got peace when it don't make no sense. We can't comprehend. We don't understand why, but you got peace. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for everything that you're doing, oh Lord. Have your way, God. Set us free. Set the captives free. And I pray that the captive, those that are held in captive, will allow you.